turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I've placed on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page a link to the Ohio Education Forum. It is tomorrow, North Columbus Baptist Church, 1230 to 4 p.m. You can attend. You can register. It's free. You'll learn about social-emotional learning. So social-emotional learning sounds really innocuous, right? In fact, it even sounds good. The idea is that racism is systemic. White people are evil. Minorities are discriminated against. And this is railed upon in various levels. There's a House Bill 327, thankfully, that would prohibit this. You can't teach divisive concepts. And, oh, boy, the wokesters are coming out. Fully armed against it. Editorial today in the dispatch by a guy named Tim Johnson. He says, uh, the concept that an individual is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive would be prohibited, effectively gutting any implicit bias training. Good. (laughs) Good, Tim. And they're not just trying to prevent it, you know, in colleges. They're trying to prevent this all the way down. Ron DeSantis, Florida, the bill that has been mislabeled, lied about, the don't say gay bill. It's just you can't teach gender ideology to kids K through three. Like kids don't even know what they're talking about at that age. So I thought it was important to bring on one of the people who will be on the uh, main panel tomorrow, the advocate panel, Diane Stover, Protect Ohio Children Coalition, uh, to uh, join us and talk more about this forum tomorrow, which is exceedingly important for you to attend. And Like I said, you know, with Diane, who joined us yesterday, and I'm replaying this because it's so important for you to hear it, uh, I asked her to begin by just explaining social-emotional learning, not something that other people would fear. Sounds good, right? Well, what is social-emotional learning? We are in our fifth year of collecting evidence in Ohio. We're totally focused on what's going on here in our state. Uh, We started collecting evidence on comprehensive sex education and then the wave of critical race theory came through, and so we've done open records requests, and we've received anonymous tips and whistleblowers, and you can go to our website to see what we've collected. But while we've been doing all that, we've realized that the really the main nefarious issue we have in Ohio is social-emotional learning that sounds like gum, gumdrops and lollipops, yeah. as you have created. But it's more nefarious because it has all of this indoctrination in the curriculum and so we have we're putting all of our time and energy this year in exposing this and investing our everything we can to wait awakening folks and that's the purpose of the um, forum on Saturday Um, we're going to have a keynote speaker who was fired in Indiana as a teacher instructor when she came to realize that this was in the school, and it was taking people away from a focus on academics 
towards this indoctrination, and I've begun to really call it the deconstruction of the family, because it takes away the the parental uh, oversight, and it now makes the schools the parent. Yeah. And we're we're seeing our government. Last week, Mike DeWine he infused a couple dozen school systems with uh, $26 million for school-based health clinics. Now, when you snap a clinic together with social workers and these um, these people in these clinics and then snap into that a social-emotional learning curriculum that usually comes from a radical or Planned Parenthood organization, this is a perfect storm to deconstruct the family, and to bring in all of those radical uh, teachings that are dangerous to children. Yeah, you're so right. Our guest is Diane Stover. She's with Protect Ohio Children Coalition. I encourage you strongly to go to their website, protectohiochildren.net. You'll find a breakdown, and I bet your school district's on it. Uh, Dublin's on it. Upper Arlington's on it. Southwestern City Schools is on it. Gehanna Lincoln's on it. You'll find your school, and you'll find out what's going on in your school and what they're doing. And uh, this is something, of course, that the teachers and teachers' unions don't want you to know about. In many cases, the administration doesn't want you to know about. These reports come from teachers in the schools, so uh, it's legit. A lot of it has video. A lot of it has uh, Zoom video. And I guess that's the one benefit of our kids not being in school during the pandemic is that we found out what was going on in our schools because it's all on Zoom And that is how I think we become aware of this. So they are having an Ohio Education Forum on Saturday. It's at North Columbus Baptist Church, 1230 to 4 p.m. Jennifer McWilliams is the keynote speaker that Diane referred to, Lisa Chafee, Parents' Rights in Education. John and Diane Stover with Ohio Protect Ohio Children Coalition will be there. And I'm also encouraged, Diane, to see that we have a couple members of the Ohio State Board of Education. I know there's been some adjustment to that by the governor uh, related to uh, blocking CRT training in schools. And it's amazing to me on how many fronts that you and your husband and the advocates who are going to speak at this forum on Saturday, it's amazing to me how many fronts that you guys are having to fight this battle to protect our kids. Well, Bruce, we started the year uh, with a monthly call uh, with some leaders in Ohio, and we've really begun uh, – to have build relationships with the conservatives across the state that are fighting this stuff. Kirsten Hill and Diana Fessler on the State Board of Education, they are amazing experts and watchdogs on this issue. And the unfortunate thing is that social-emotional learning is so nefarious because it includes all those indoctrination pieces. And guess what? The Ohio Department of Education has made it one of their top number four pillar of their strategic plan to promote this in Ohio schools. And so Ohio Value Voters, my husband is the president of Ohio Value Voters, we have called on the State Board of Education to immediately rescind their strategic plan and remove social-emotional learning as one of their key um, pillars of what they want to advance in Ohio schools. You know, I think people don't have an, any idea, and our guest is Diane Stover, Protect Ohio Children Coalition. I don't, I don't think people have any idea what this is, uh, but they're awakening to it. And you guys are holding this Ohio Education Forum on Saturday at North Columbus Baptist Church, 
1230 to 4 p.m. so that they can become aware of it. We saw in Virginia when parents become involved, things change. We had some encouraging school board results around the area, some discouraging, too, because one of the people that's on your advocate panel, Jen Foyt, would have been a great choice in Olentangy. She didn't win, and I feel really bad for the people in Olentangy that they made a really bad choice there on the people that they elected to their board. But you talked about how this is all in schools, Diane, and how it's sanctioned from above. You know, you talked about it being a pillar of the state education. I've played on my show numerous times a comment from the Kaleidoscope Youth Center spokesman who teachers at Hilliard Davidson were forced to listen to in a developmental seminar. And she says flat out, oh, you guys don't get this whole gender thing, but trust me, 12-year-olds have it all figured out. Now, I've got a 12-year-old, Diane, and she doesn't have everything figured out. Thankfully, she knows she doesn't have everything figured out, and she sure knows she doesn't have the sexuality piece figured out because that's the age where kids are confused. And I think that's why teachers and these Kaleidoscope Youth Center organizations and all these other organizations target these kids at these ages and younger because that's when they're vulnerable and that's when they can take them away from the parents in terms of influence. Absolutely. And one of the things that we hear so much about is that we have local control in our local school districts, but that is something that we need to we need to just rip that up. There is no local control when you have these outside groups that come in and they work with the teachers' union, and they're coordinating with one another. Um, we have a whistleblower that sent us the actual training documents from the Northeast Ohio Diversity Center to <laughs> the teachers when they have their off-site meetings. Yeah. And it's, it's all of this stuff, and it says right on it not to share it with parents or the students. So it's... It's these outside Planned Parenthood. We all saw it during the riots. Yep. Did you see how Black Lives Matter, Planned Parenthood, Human Rights Campaign, they had this perfect marriage, and they're building activists for their own nefarious work right in the schools. And so they're trying to be like the kid's best friend because we know more than your parents know. Well, that's a lie. And and we, we see it. It's all over Ohio. We see the panorama survey. Mm. We see we see them um, putting kids together as peer to peer trainers of kids. Now, does it make sense for kids to be training kids on things like this? It's outrageous. It is outrageous. So you're, you're absolutely right, Bruce. And I am so thankful that you have such you've gotten into the weeds on this. And unfortunately, it's sometimes very complicated where you have to get into the weeds to deconstruct what they're doing and you can see that it's a collab it's a coordinated effort to take over our change the hearts and minds of impressionable children as you so well described well diane stover our guest protect ohio children coalition uh she and her husband john uh, along with jennifer mcwilliams the keynote speaker lisa chafee and others who really care about education being about duh education not indoctrination not wokeism not crt not social emotional learning but things your kids really need for the world and to protect your kids to keep parental influence number one and parental involvement in schools number one 
the schools work for you. You do not work for them. You do not have to take what they give you. You have the right to demand more. It's your tax dollars that support the schools. Ohio Education Forum, Saturday, this Saturday, 1230, 4 p.m. I know you got other things going on. I know it's the weekend, but I'm telling you, this is something you need to know about if you really care, and I know you do, about your kids. So get to this uh, event, North Columbus Baptist Church, 1230 to 4 p.m. Diane, take me through the day and what people will get so that they have an idea of uh, what they're going to walk out of there having heard and understanding. Well, everyone's going to hear the keynote speaker and her experience in Indiana with this. She's become a national spokesperson. We're excited to have her. And then Lisa Chaffee and John and I will be there speaking briefly. But then we will have two panels, panels of advocates for local communities where they have seen firsthand what's happened in their community. And then the last, we'll have two panels. It'll be the advocate panel. And then lastly, we'll have school board members and state school board members like Kirsten Hill, Diana Fessler. Um, you won't be disappointed. If you care about this issue, you won't be disappointed. These are the people that really know the issue. And I'm looking forward to meeting everyone that attends. And it will be live streamed. It will be recorded that people can see it afterwards. You can go to protectohiochildren.net to download the flyer and also to register through Eventbrite. We would like you to register. If you go to our website, you can download that and register online. Fantastic. Where can people watch it on the live stream, Diane? You can go to our website, and there will be there's a link there, uh, a button that you can click, and you can also see it on the Ohio Value Voters uh, Facebook page will be live streaming it. Very good. This is a battle we can win, folks, but it's a battle we're behind on. The really nefarious part of this is things like Panorama, things like Kaleidoscope Youth Center. They are super well-funded. They are funded by big-time corporations. They are inside organizations you think they would never be inside of, including Nationwide Children's Hospital, as awful as that is supposedly caring for children, and they do a lot of great things at Nationwide Children's Hospital. But what they do with Nina West and their transgender spokesman for mental health, that's such garbage. And you have to get involved in this battle. This can be won. It can be won by becoming aware, and that's why this Ohio Education Forum is so important. You'll learn about social-emotional learning, how it's misnamed, how it's not good for kids at all. North Columbus Baptist Church, Saturday 1230 to 4 p.m. Watch it on the live stream at protectohiochildren.net. Ohio Value Voters is also a great site. It really acquaints you with what's going on. John, uh, Diane Stover are, uh, of course, parts of Protect Ohio Children Coalition, parts of Ohio Value Voters. Diane's been our guest. Diane, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for what you do. And, uh, you know, we'll bathe this in prayer. And we'll hope for a great turnout on Saturday, live and online. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you so much. So we'll end the show today with a couple of headlines. We didn't have time to get into these in depth. Uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson is your new Supreme Court nominee. I heard Josh Hawley, the Missouri senator, on the Megyn Kelly podcast the other day saying that he spoke... For an hour with Katanji Brown Jackson and found her collegial, but he wanted to know more. Well, 
Apparently he has looked into her record and he does not like what he sees. Because Josh Hawley went off on a long Twitter thread the other night about the fact that Katanji Brown-Jackson seems to not share much consternation over child pornography. That she has been uh, remarkably, uh, <laughs> amazingly, and disgustingly light with sentences on sex offenders. In fact, she has uh, issued opinions that say that she doesn't really see any need why sex offenders should be labeled as such and why people in their neighborhoods should be apprised that they are living in their neighborhoods. So that will be interesting to see uh, what comes up during her confirmation hearings. Of course, Josh Hawley will be uh, racist if he brings up the fact that Katanji Brown-Jackson seems to be furthering what is clearly, clearly a leftist agenda to decriminalize pedophilia and to sexualize children. Uh, This is CNN on CNN Crime. Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon, who every night portrayed themselves as brothers from another mother. Uh, Chris Cuomo filing paperwork that indicates he would like Oh, just a uh, small $125 million stipend from CNN for getting fired for having his brother on to ignore actual news like deaths from the pandemic in New York and his brother's uh, sexual harassment of uh, female underlings. In the paperwork, Chris Cuomo's attorney says that management at CNN did not care about journalistic ethics when they were violated by personalities such as, quote, Don Lemon and Jake Tapper. Ooh, youch. Maybe they're not brothers from another mother. Uh, speaking of stories that completely obliterate the lie that America is systemically racist, guess who's out of jail five days into his 150-day sentence? Yes, Jussie Smollett. Wow, it really pays to be a gay black man in America. I'm pretty sure that if Anyone other than someone who checks various intersectional boxes had perpetrated a fake hate crime hoax like Jesse Smollett. Uh, They would not be out of prison. In fact, they would have been sentenced to much more than 150 days, and they wouldn't be out of prison in five days. But Jesse Smollett is pending his appeal. I don't know what he has to possibly appeal on, but he is going to appeal. Now, another story that I haven't dealt with at all is the imprisonment in Russia of female professional basketball player Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner is uh, open with her lesbianism, and she has a uh, penchant for going public with her hatred of America. She has written op-eds about how evil it is that Texas tried to enact a law that would keep biological men contending they are women out of female locker rooms, out of female sports. Uh, Brittany Griner has uh, stated how persecuted she is in the United States of America as a gay black woman, even though she is paid $227,000 a year to play WNBA basketball, which a lot of times games don't even have 2,270 fans at those games. Her net worth is estimated at $5 million. And Brittany Griner right now is not playing WNBA basketball. In fact, she's not playing basketball unless they are allowing her to do it from her cell in a Russian prison. Because she has been detained in Russia since early March. Because 
The Russians say, and again, this could be a lie, but the Russians say that she had cannabis oil contained in some vaping paraphernalia when she tried to fly out of Russia back to the United States. So I am observing this circumstance with interest. And it is my contention that here in the United States of America, people like Brittany Griner and Leah Thomas and assorted other innumerable wokesters have time to obsess about completely fabricated lunacy like transgenderism and uh, sexual orientation because we have it so good here and so many people who hold those twisted moral views have prospered so much that they feel free to criticize America and to ignore the very system that has made them immeasurably wealthy by most standards. So I wonder if cooling her heels in a Russian prison and contemplating the fact that she will never be able to return to the systemically racist country she appears to deplore will wake Brittany Griner up to just how good she has it. 